Welcome to the Team Packed Podcast. We hope to inspire you to think critically and biblically about current issues facing our culture, challenge you to make a difference in your community, and ultimately change the world. Welcome to Season 6 of the Team Pack Podcast. Through these seven episodes, we explore the theme, Belonging, as we interview special guest speakers from Teen Pack National Convention 2022. Our topic today is, We Belong in the Kingdom. Quinn will be interviewing Scott Wiley, who serves as the Family Ministry Pastor at the Shepherd's Church in Raleigh, North Carolina. Scott is also on the staff of Wisdom International, where he has been the broadcast host since 2015 and since 2017 has served as the Executive Director. Scott and his wife, Lori, have two adult sons who participated as students in Teen Pact, and Scott himself has served as a class director at several state classes. Thanks for joining us. Well, hey, Teen Pact podcast listeners. Uh, it's Quinn, and I'm here with Scott Wiley, who's my guest today. Scott, it's great to have you. Well, it's good to be with you today. Yeah. Um, we go back, gosh, uh, near 10 years working in Teen Pact ministry context together, your sons came through Teen Pact, and it's a total joy to have had you at National Convention, but then also to be able to do a podcast interview with you. So thanks for joining me. Yeah, and thanks for inviting me not only to this, but to convention. It was, it's great to be a part of both of those things. Yeah, awesome. Well, as you got into the topic for a National Convention and, and the final day was We Belong in the Kingdom, and I'm curious, before we get into some of the content, um, what what has most informed kind of your view of I don't know just Christian responsibility and activity like a lot of what we do at Teen Pact is working with young people who are at a pretty formative time of life trying to make those decisions of am I following Christ or following something else in the world um, and and in your own personal experience or ministry training what what's been some of the the building blocks that have helped you. We have a pastor at our church who talks frequently about uh, biblical shalom. Uh, the The word shalom uh, has with it this idea of well-being, prosperity, peace. And um, I heard him talk several years ago about uh, the reality that wherever the gospel is spread and wherever Christianity spread, this concept of biblical shalom seems to follow which I think actually goes all the way back to the uh, Old Testament as well. Of course, it's a Hebrew word, so it obviously comes from the Old Testament. But, um, you know, I I, I think often about that because I'm constantly trying to balance um, this idea of what is my responsibility in this culture? I don't want to live in a culture that's run amok. I want to be as involved as I can in bringing about this idea of biblical shalom, but also balancing that with the with the knowledge and the understanding that it's ultimately the gospel that provides the answers that men and women need and that and that society needs. So, you know, Quinn, I, I just feel like there's this constant tension between getting involved in the issues of the day and remembering that ultimately it's the proclamation of the gospel that is our primary mission. And so, I, you know, I feel that tension and, and try to find balance in that. Well, it's a, 
Uh, it's an interesting thing you bring up just in terms of that, that point of cultural engagement. Cause that's a, that's a conversation we're having um, at several levels of, of leadership um, with our board and so forth at teen pact is, is kind of how are we engaging the culture? Cause teen pact students and, and really all of us were immersed in culture. We, we, we engage culture, but are we engaging in the sense of, rightly perceiving and rightly responding to culture or are we just kind of you know riding the wave you know where culture is taking us and uh, we recently were reviewing an article that described the lack of unity even within evangelical churches related to how you ought to respond especially over the last few years with some of the major cultural issues that have arisen and should the church primarily be you know, focused on social justice, or should we be focused on just evangelizing people? Or is there some sort of combination of the two or one leads to two and, you know, that whole thing. And, and how do you aim for unity and uphold that and cultivate that? And so I appreciate that you went right there because I think that's, (laughs) that's a very relevant thing. I think for any of our listeners, like they're engaging with the culture in the sense of like cultures right in front of them, but to what degree are they responsible to, to try to shape that? Or should they just kind of share the gospel and love their neighbor? And does, does that check the boxes? <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not saying those are just yeah. check the box things, but, but I, have you, have you come to any, any conclusions as you've been kind of thinking about that? And, you know, you're, you're a parent, you've got, you know, sons that are now, you know, in, in adulthood, like you've had a, a long runway to kind of figure this out. You got to give me all the, all the advice here. <laughs> well, yeah, I wish I had all the answers and you, you really have boiled it down to the key issue. We, as uh, I'm a pastor of a church and we take a lot of criticism um, for not being more politically involved. Um, our pastor just, he's good as he, when he uh, stands in the pulpit on Sunday, he is going to preach a message from the Bible. It's going to make reference to cultural issues, but he's not going to divert from that and just zero in on politics and and cultural issues. And we take a lot of criticism for that um, because people wish that we were more actively engaged in those kinds of things. But where I've landed is that I think there's a difference between the response that the church as a whole should have and the response that individual believers should have. I I believe that God has given the church a mission and a mandate. Go and make disciples. That's what the church is all about. And um, he didn't call us to save America. He didn't call us to pursue, uh, do everything you can to make sure that you have political freedom. He didn't call us to those things. He called us to some really specific things. But we as individual believers, I think, do have a role and a responsibility. So, for example, um, for those of us who are listening to this from America, we live in a representative democracy. And I think part of that comes with a stewardship mandate to be involved. It's supposed to be a government of the people. And we can't neglect those kinds of responsibilities. But I don't know how that strikes you. I, I just, I, but I, I do really think that the role of the church and the role of individual Christians are, are different. Yeah. And I think that 
especially being not just being an American or American citizen, but being a Christian who is also an American like that, that's, there's a, an ethical dimension to that participation. And, um, and that, that I think is why Tim Eccles probably started Teen Pact was seeing that leadership void and saying like, we need to be at that intersection of faith and politics. Uh, maybe it's not your local church is the one that's, you know, particularly addressing every single issue culturally. Um, I mean, I, I don't think I, I can decide that once and for all for everyone right here, right now, <laughs> yeah. but, um, but I, I, I do like that idea that, that you, you do have a particular emphasis on kind of, there is a responsibility to me as an individual as well. And so even if you feel like your church is kind of on one side of the spectrum or the other in terms of how eager they are to respond to certain things that you would want them to respond to, um, you have a personal responsibility to, you know, affect that kind of, um, that change that reflects the heart of the gospel. So really appreciate you kind of starting us out there because, um, you know, the big part of your talk was looking at either belonging to this kingdom that is of heaven, of the Lord, of Christ and his kingdom, or it's of this other kingdom. And, um, right. you had, you had kind of the two key ideas, those who belong to the kingdom of the earth and those who belong to the kingdom of heaven. And, um, I'd be interested in just kind of hearing your thoughts on when you consider the kingdom of the earth, what are some of the, the key things that kind of expose that like, and maybe that's even in my life or in the life of, a of an, another Christian where it's like, oh, wait, time out. Maybe I'm not actually serving the kingdom of heaven here. I'm actually serving the kingdom of earth. What are some of those mm. points where, you know, you kind of wake up and you're like, wait a second, that's just, that's something else. Yeah. And, you know, it is a, it is a constant lure, you know, and I, I can't remember if I, if I specifically mentioned this uh, during that time, during that talk, but the world is extremely attractive. And I think the enemy of our soul has designed it that way. Uh, he's made it appealing to us. Uh, the, the trappings that, that this world has to offer us, whether that be, you know, the pursuit of wealth, you know, I can wake up one day, you know, I've, we've got to work, we need money, uh, I, I, you know, and I, I get all of those things, but you can wake up one day and realize, you know, that's, that's really become an idol in my life. And this, this, I, I need to have more and more and more and more, uh, fame can become one of those things. Um, even, even looking for, uh, unbiblical ways to, uh, build up our esteem and, and find our sense of worth and value. Uh, I think that's what social media has done for a lot of students. Uh, it's become a means by which they find the affirmation that they crave, uh, seeking that through through social media followings. So I think there's so much of this world that in and of itself is not bad. It's a it's it's a tool. It's useful. It's uh, or it's just a, a part of life that we can't avoid. And you know the the moment at which you've sort of stepped over the line. And it's become, uh, it's now become your idol. It's become uh, more important than it ought to. I, I think that's a little bit hard to define. Um, but those are the kinds of things that, that we need to constantly have in our mind as we're engaged with the, 
the trappings of this world, um, are we keeping all of that in this mindset that, you know, I, I really don't belong here. I belong in a different kingdom and that's where my heart needs to be. Yeah. One of the ideas that you put forth in your talk was that we should view ourselves as pilgrims. Um, and that, that kind of struck me. I, I mean, I've read, uh, Pilgrim's Progress, and and certainly a lot of that imagery is is represented there. But I think, um, I think I I think of my citizenship as kind of a dual citizenship. Like, you know, I'm I'm a citizen of heaven and I'm a citizen of the earth. Like, and and when you said we should think of ourselves as pilgrims, like we don't actually belong here, and it's like this is a temporary residence for me. And I was like. Ah, oh, that hurts because I, I kind of want to to have my cake and eat it too. Like I I want to do both, and I want to be able to build up my personal kingdom or 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 things, and then also be able to have my ticket to heaven, and and I'm good to go. I'm doing both, and gosh, so many of Jesus' parables um, describe how you gotta you gotta actually give it your all. You got to, you know, or even the the rich young ruler, he tells him to to sell everything and to follow Jesus. And so that, that was a real challenge to me in a good way. So thank you for that. <laughs> uh, could you kind of speak to the concept of, of being a pilgrim and, and why is that important for Christians to adopt that mentality? Yeah, it is. You know, the, the Bible is clear that we have a place to which we are moving. Um, in fact, this whole creation is moving toward God's intended end. And so as citizens of the kingdom of God, you're right. We are our citizen. It really is a dual citizenship um, for as much as for as long as I'm going to be on this earth. I am a part of I'm a member of the culture and I can't completely detach myself from that. That comes with responsibilities and, and different roles that we have. But ultimately, all of this, the whole the, the whole physical world, it's going to be done away with, and God is going to recreate a new one and put us in it. And that's the place where we are going to live eternally. But we, I agree with you. It's so easy to want to put down roots here um, and, and make, make my time here. And, and I, I think what that does is it it causes us to want to make our time here as comfortable as possible and as easy as possible and as uh, as enjoyable as possible. And the more we let that that kind of a mindset creep into our thinking, the less willing we are to do the hard things that living for Christ might require of us. Uh, it might require a career that has less earning potential. It might require um, some some sacrifices regarding um, relationships and uh, being willing to have difficult conversations that are really not fun to have and I'd rather avoid if I could, um, but we're called to do those things. And so, I, yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you that the more comfortable we feel here, the harder it is to pursue some of these things that that God has called us to pursue in our lives. Mm. And you, you, you placed, um, a significant emphasis on, on Christ being the, the center point of all of this, the, the one that defines, um, who's in the kingdom and, and the promises that are associated with that kingdom of, of eternal life. You, 
in your talk said something pretty profound to me, at least it, it caused me to to pause for, for a period of time. And that was, you actually asked the students to pause and consider that their life, their body will actually be transformed into the likeness of Christ's body, you know, and that there's this, there's just going to be this glorification of who we are into who we were meant to be. And that moment kind of shook me for 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 a second because I, I, I think that way theologically or like um, philosophically in my head. I'm like, yeah, mentally that makes sense. But um, when you had us just kind of pause for a moment, um, that really let it sink in. So could you kind of speak to why why are some of the promises that are associated with the kingdom and of Christ our Lord? Like why why are those important to continue to put in front of our minds and to consider and and you know certainly there's gifts God's given us through through the church regular participation on Sundays and so forth where we're reminded of those things but why why are those reminders so important Yeah and I I think it's especially hard for an American audience to to wrestle with and here's why um, there are believers all over this world who are literally laying their life on the line, you know, for the sake of the gospel. The gospel is costing them imprisonment. It's costing them the loss of jobs. Um, I didn't talk about this, but I I saw some things uh, on, on some visits to India that were just um, really alarming. I was speaking there at an event and a young uh, we were at, we were sort of in a little bit of a compound. It had walls and a you know a, it was a secure a secure facility, some sort of a retreat center. A young Indian uh, believer was going out uh, because we needed more water. He was going to go get water bottles, and the uh, the the people of that city assaulted him as soon as he stepped outside that gate. He was attacked and assaulted, and uh, you know for 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 the people who the, for the believers living there, that kind of a thing is an everyday event. So this idea that we, that this body, all of it, God is is giving us uh, a new one. He's going to recreate us in His image. I think that the key key reminder is that my personal comfort is not my main goal here on this earth. Even in, in some settings, even uh, the preservation of my life is not my main goal. And so I, yeah, I get it. I, and I know that it's hard, uh, especially for uh, teens in the United States to, uh, to kind of th th wrestle with that and think that through. There has been a sense in which it's been pretty easy to be a Christian in America. Now I do think that's changing. That sh I I think some of the shifts that we're seeing in our culture are making the the dividing lines far more clear than they've ever been, at least in my lifetime. Yeah. Regarding um, regarding the the thoughts and the beliefs and the mindset between a, a Christian worldview and a non-Christian worldview, that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, there's statistics. And I, I I don't mean to take this conversation too far astray, but you know there's uh, statistics about a decreasing, a significantly decreasing number of students who are willing to, uh, when asked, uh, state that they are uh, Christians. 
you know, on surveys and, and things like that. And people look at those statistics with alarm and, you know, Christianity is shrinking. And I'm not sure that that's the case. I think what's happening is I think cultural Christianity is going away. You know, I, I think it's becoming, I think it's, we're, we're entering into a situation where unless you truly belong to God, you're not going to want to associate yourself with him. Uh, mm-hmm. Because of the you know you know the mockery the hatred all all that comes along with that, uh, so I, I think that is shifting and I and I do think it's something that students and adults need to need need to think through and and it's something that we need to uh, willingly enter into. I am I'm going to sacrifice my reputation. I'm gonna I have there are men in our there are men in our congregation who have. Uh, lost their careers. Uh, they've been sent through sensitivity training, uh, you know, by their companies. These kinds of things are real uh, for trying to take a stand uh, for uh, for a biblical worldview. And so, this constant reminder that this is not my home. Uh, I do have a home that I'm moving toward. I'll be given a new body, a new life. I'll, it'll all be recreated. And so, the my comfort uh, here on this earth is not all that matters. That's a good challenge for for all of us, for me, our listeners. Thank you. Um, as we close up our time, uh, I, I know you you spoke from Philippians 3, and I'm curious, um, are there, whether it's scripture or um, other, other books, resources, things that you would kind of encourage or just kind of leave our audience with um, kind of a final, final thoughts or remarks? Yeah, I... Uh... You know, this idea of trying to trying to live out the kingdom of God is prevalent in many places throughout the Bible. It's something that uh, that the nation of Israel struggled with. You know, they they uh, as they as they were surrounded by uh, the nations, as even as they entered into the land, the the lure to them of well, we want that, and oh, they have kings, we want kings. You know, all this. They they were so quick to abandon what God had for them in order to become more and more like the nations that surrounded them and 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 so all through Scripture there is this constant battle and and constant tension but I, I guess what I would what I would remind and, and encourage students to always keep before them is. Uh, well, first of all, this idea of making sure I truly am in God's kingdom. I think I, I address that as well. That you know, you need to. You, that's that's just an issue that you need to have resolved. There are there are only two kingdoms, and we all belong to one of them. Um, and if we are if we are in the kingdom of God, we need to act like it. Our lives should reflect that. So, yeah, I, I guess I would just leave you with that. Yeah, that's really good. So, if anyone wants to check out uh, Scott's talk from National Convention, that's available on YouTube, and we'll include the link. Um, But Scott, thanks so much for joining us um, as we talk about belonging in the kingdom and uh, wish you the best. Thanks. Good to be with you today. Thank you for joining us for this special edition of the Team Packed Podcast. Have any questions about today's episode? Send us an email at communications at teampacked.com or you can visit our website for more information about our programs and state classes.